Well, good morning, Relentless Church, or maybe good afternoon. Um, this is so crazy. I'm reaching into the future. Um, I'm recording this before Christmas, but I'm talking to you, and Christmas is long gone. Uh, we're going to release this on the last day of 2023, December 31st, as we've done since our very beginning as a church, we take one week um, off of worship services the week after Christmas just to a small way to say a huge thank you to all the people that make Relentless Church go each and every week to get a collective breath. And I feel like we need a, an extra exhale after 2023. I don't know um, if I've ever been more excited to turn the page on a year and get to a new year of 2024, because I tell you, 2023, uh, God's been so good, but it has been the hardest year of the, life, of, of the lives I've lived. Of the years I've lived, it's been the hardest year I've lived. As many of you know, I had a stroke November 22nd, no, November 15th, 2022, and um, God was so good in sparing me of what that could have been. And then the recovery has been this year of slowly coming back um, to full humanity. And um, it's been challenging, but God has been so good. You guys have been so good as a church. It's been a huge year for us as a church, and we want to celebrate that. Um, our first ever elders um, have been installed. It's been just in the few months that we've had elders officially. It's been such a blessing to me personally and to the church to start to carry that thing together. Um, and also, as we announced just a few weeks ago, a new staff position, uh, old staff member rejoining us on staff, uh, Takesha Dockery Raglan, affectionately known as Doc, because her, her um, title is DOC, the Director of Operations and Children's. Um, and she's already been fabulous in that role and the whole church is going to be blessed by the work that she's doing. And we're, we're gearing up for a huge year. So I just wanted to share a few things with you as we um, sail into 2024 together. I hope you're watching this in the comfort of your own home, maybe in your car. Maybe you're kind of listening. Maybe you're 2Xing me. That's okay, as long as you're listening. As long as you're not here on December 31st, that's my worst nightmare. Somebody shows up here to church. That's why you got to fill out a connect card and make sure um, you're on our list so you get what's going on. I hope everybody heard that we were not meeting here today, December 31st. I wanted to give you three words today, one bad word and two great words that'll hopefully launch us into 2024. You know, when you're a kid, you think of like the future years and how crazy they think. I remember in the 90s thinking of the 2020s and just thinking, will we all be flying around wherever we go? And it's, guys, it's about to be 2024. And we just are praying that it is a, a different year than we've ever experienced as a church. We believe that. Um, the first word I want to share with you, the, the three words, the way I remember it as I'm talking to you is MCE. I've got a... Uh, I've got three kids, Mia, Jackson, and Eli. So if Eli was ever an MC, he would his stage name would be MCE, right? Um, that's how you can remember it. Um, the first word 
is <clears throat> mediocrity, mediocre, all right? That's the bad word. Nobody likes that word. Nobody wants at the end of the year, if you just had an end of year review at your job, nobody wants your boss to say, you know, you had a really mediocre year. You played a really mediocre game. Um, or you give a present to that special loved one last week on Christmas. Hopefully they didn't say, you know, that was a really mediocre present. Here's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in 2023. And I don't know that I've said it out loud um, until now. But I'm mediocre. Me, David Jones, I'm, I'm average. I'm an average father. I'm an average husband. I'm an average coach. I'm a mediocre pastor in my own strength, dot, 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 in my own strength. If I depend on my own gifts, my own abilities, I'm okay. I'm not great at any of the things that God has tasked me to do. And that's not bad news. There's actually a lot of comfort in that and freedom in that reality that if I don't depend on Jesus, that I'm going to be mediocre. And nobody wants that. You don't want that for you or your loved ones or your family or your job or for your church. Nobody wants mediocre, including, including God. And the path to not being mediocre is dependency on him. And I've learned to acknowledge my limitations, which I used to struggle with, and now to even embrace my limitations because my limitations force me to depend on Jesus. And that's the life. That's the abundant life that we're called to live. It's not, we're not called to live a mediocre life. So that's the first word, mediocrity. And how we get out of mediocrity is the second word, consistency. Consistently doing the things we know to depend on God. You know, we, we started saying a year ago, my number one priority today is to spend quality time with God. All right, and, and if you break it down just to today, that can be such a powerful thing, the consistency of doing what may seem like small things repeatedly over and over. We're going to talk about that a lot. Starting next Sunday, January 7th, 2024, we're back here. Join us, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. Bring somebody with you. Um, we're going to do a series called Best Year Ever, question mark, because we're going to kind of make some fun of all the resolutions and all the hype, or this is going to be the best whatever. And How could it really be? Um, and the answer to that is not some you know, grandiose, amazing declaration. It is in the consistency of the small things, of, of pouring into this relationship. We always say relationship, not religion. What are some small steps repeated consistently that could completely change your whole life, re connected to a relationship with God, not religion? Um, we, we always, uh, we said it, probably a couple months ago, it just came out in a message and I've repeated it since then because it's core to who we are. We're not trying to, if you're not sure about Jesus today, I'm so glad you're listening to this, or if you're one of those people that came to Relentless pre-pandemic or maybe even during the pandemic and then has, you know, kind of fallen off, um, we're not just trying to get you back. We're not trying to get you to believe something. We're trying to get you to know somebody, right? We're not trying to get you to believe a list of things. We're trying to get you to know and be in relationship with somebody. The consistency of growing your relationship with your creator through Jesus, um, that's what it's going to be about in 2024. Um, third word, E, 
is expectancy. Um, I've really got an expectant heart. As we walk into 2024, I have an expectant heart, and I hope, I hope you do too. Um, I'm kind of hitting some of the biggest phrases that I felt like God gave us in 2023. Um, my number one priority today is to spend quality time with God. We're not trying to get people to believe something. We're trying to get them to know somebody. Um, and then this last one comes from a, a passage in Numbers 11 um, that I preached on as I was just trying to recover from all the physical symptoms and, and leftovers from, from my stroke. Um, this became um, such a powerful passage in Numbers 11. Let me give you the story behind it. Um, Moses had gone to such great lengths to um, you know, help the follow God and get the people released from slavery in Egypt. And they were gone and they were going towards the promised land, but they weren't there yet. And God had supernaturally, think about this, supernaturally had given them uh, food called manna. It was this weird kind of bread that would show up uh, every morning for the people to eat. And they were so thankful at first. And then they started to grumble just like you would probably if you ate the same thing every day. And they started to say to Moses, you know, we were better off back in Egypt. It's like, what? You were slaves. Well, we were slaves, but we had meat. At least we had meat. Now we don't eat meat. We just eat the same manna day after day after day. And they're complaining. And it's not like a, like a little complaining. It says they're wailing. Like they're screaming, you know, like a, these are grown people acting like a toddler. You ever, ha, you ever seen a, a kid completely pitch a fit because of what's on their plate? That was the Israelite people. They were wailing, crying out to God and complaining specifically to Moses. Why, why, is, God, why is God doing this? Why isn't he giving, we just, wish, we just wish we were back in Egypt where we had meat. So then Moses goes to God and said, God, why are you doing this? Why? Why have you given me this heavy burden? They're complaining. They want meat, and I don't have meat. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he doesn't know what to do, so he goes to God. That's that dependency. And he goes to God, and he, and he pours out his heart like the people are just complaining. And God says, okay. They're not thankful for what I've given them. They want meat. We'll give them meat. Not for a day or for a meal. We'll give them meat for a month, they're gonna eat nothing but a month. They're gonna get so much meat that they're gonna hate it and it's gonna be coming out of their nostrils. That's what God says. That's the solution to the problem. We want to, you want them to quit complaining, Moses? We're gonna give them meat for a month so much they're not gonna know what to do with it. And then they'll, then they'll know what's what. And Moses' response to God is, there's too many of them. There's, you know, we know from, from the scripture that there's 600,000 men plus women, like a million, there's over a million. And Moses says, God, they just wanted maybe meat for a meal. You're talking about giving them meat every meal for a month? That's impossible because there's not enough meat that I could gather. There's no possible way that we could get enough meat for them to eat meat for a month. And God's response is a verse that will never, I will never forget. Um, his response to that question of how is, is my arm too short? Saying to Moses, are you forgetting who you're talking to? There's something in your life today 
There's, you've maybe intentionally, maybe accidentally, you think it's out of the reach of God. And God is saying to you, is my arm too short? Can I not reach that? Can I not handle that? You think my arm's too short to extend and to show up? His arm is not too short. And he has shown us that in so many beautiful ways. He then, what, what he, how he accomplishes that is he causes the wind to blow and it blows all these quails into the place where Moses and the Israelites are. So they have quail, um, like knee deep into quail, and they eat quail for a month. And I looked up quail on this thing called Google, and it told me that it tastes like dark meat chicken. So I might need to try some quail. But the point was not just provision. The point was to be thankful for what God has given. And then when Moses questioned God, but how is my arm too short? His arm is not too short to heal. His arm is not too short to reconcile. His arm is not too short to reach people that you think maybe be out of God's reach. He has very long arms, which leads us to the expectancy. Here's what I would ask of you if you're a part of Relentless Church. For the next seven days, would you ask for a spirit of expectancy on our first service together in 2024 and also on the year as a whole that we would become a people that expect God to do God things and not to be limited by our humanity or our dreams or any of that, that we would become an expectant church, expecting God to do the supernatural because he's God and we're not. So we're not going to be mediocre. It's not going to be a mediocre year. I'm sure of that. We're going to have consistency in our relationship and we're going to learn to be a church that raises the bar of expectancy because we believe that his arm is not too short. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and I hope you have a Happy New Year and I hope we see you at either 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. January 7th right here at 1540 Mechanical Boulevard.